Well, hey there, it's the Monday after the Sunday from preaching this message. This message is uh, was a lot of fun. It's going to hopefully bring a lot of clarity to salvation, what it means to be saved, and whether or not we can lose it. Uh, but I want to share before we jump in, one of the most powerful moments from preaching yesterday was, was towards the end, so hang with it. But uh, uh, to me, we brought up this idea of talking about salvation and some of us we we need to nail that down but for some of us we know where we stand in regards to salvation but we struggle when it comes to our purpose and we touched on that at the end for some of us we feel like we're not enough to be used by God can God use me Uh, you know what does he want to do with me and I touched on, I want you to hang on to this, that it was, that's a works-based religion and idea and thought. That you have to do something in order for God to use you or to be worthy enough or, or enough enough for God to want to use you and use you on some purpose. And that's not how God operates. He's, we, your purpose is given to you by grace, uh, just like salvation. And so um, we don't need to fall into that trap of a works-based religion. God loves you. He knows you. He wants to use you. You do have purpose no matter what's going on. And you can take next steps forward. And so that's what I'm excited about. I want to see people set free in this message and take those next steps of faith. And I hope that encourages you as you take a listen. So Paul, he writes, and he's writing this letter about this tension that he's facing. It's like, basically, I love God with all my heart, but I've got this, uh, this war, this tension I just feel inside of my body because when I want to do what's right, I don't do it. And then the things I don't want to do, I, I do. And what is going on, this, this struggle? As we've been going through this series called Journey, and we've been kind of looking at the ups and downs in life, the highs and lows in life, that the, the, the life that we have in a relationship with Jesus is not all rainbows and unicorns and gumdrops. Like, we are going to face tough times. And it is in those lows in life, those valleys of life, that can draw us closer to God, but they also have the same opportunity to cause us to drift, to cause us to question, to cause us to walk away, to become spiritually hollow on the inside. And so we've been taking just a a good hard look at some of these big questions and saying it's okay you are human if you have some of these questions but your faith is you got you got something secure here and I, as that's been a word that has kind of stuck to my brain when we go through a message series i always have a plan like oh we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about this but then there's like this flow when, I, when I'm setting up and preparing things, and God's like, well, we're kind of steering in this direction, or we're going in here. And this word insecure keeps coming up. Like, I'm insecure, all right? I'm secure about saying I'm insecure, all right? But you are insecure, too. You have your insecurities. Like, if I, could, if I knew you and sat down with you, like, I could find that little spot and poke that little button, and boop! Here comes insecurities, and whatever triggers whenever you have those insecurities, your anger, your outburst, your rage, or whatever, those all things come out, right? And in this series, we've been talking about the low points in life, and a lot of times, our spiritual enemy, he, he doesn't use new tactics. 
He uses the same old tactic. He will use discouragement. He will use division. He will use distraction to get you feeling like you're on shaky ground. And your circumstances may certainly be on shaky ground. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know if this is going to turn out well. John, John the Baptist, we saw last week, he's in prison. And he's like, Jesus, are you the one? Because I'm in jail right now. And we know his circumstance doesn't get any better. He got beheaded. It went from bad to worse. But we're saying that our security isn't in our circumstances. It's founded on Jesus Christ, and that's secure. So the whole point is we've been talking about different things is I believe Satan wants you distracted and off course and off purpose and in, in, in walking away. When this whole message, we've been looking at tough, tough questions. I don't feel God. Is he real? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's, if he's around and saying, no, you have a firm foundation. Today, I want to give you some clarity. I want to give you some security Get to, to say, I don't want you questioning this thing called uh, salvation. Today is I struggle with sin. Am I still saved? Can I lose my salvation? And some of you guys, you, you may know this. Some of you guys are like, oh, I, I, don't, I think I know the answer, but how would you know? And so we're going to kind of unpack some things in Scripture. And I'm going to do some teaching. And then later I'm going to do some, some preaching. A couple years ago, Rita and I were on an airplane and uh, getting ready to take off. This was pre-kids, all right? We didn't have any kids. I, I don't even know how we, like, we, we just did things we wanted to do, I guess. Anyway, we're on a plane, and we're sitting down, getting ready to take off. And this, in this case, I, I broke open my, my Bible, and I just started reading. Now, I don't typically will do this, but in that case, I guess I, had some, I wanted to, to do some reading. Uh, the guy sits down next to us, young guy. And I'm reading, Rita has, I think, I don't know if she has a Bible or if she has a book on Christianity. I don't know. He's just kind of looking at us. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he goes, are you guys Mormon? And I was like, no, I'm Christian. Um, but he goes, well, you, and we're kind of like, what, what, what gives? He's like, well, you guys got your Bibles out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we have, our, we have our Bibles here or whatever. So we just kind of start a conversation. He wants to kind of know about our, our faith, and we're kind of hearing about his, and he's a Christian too. But he starts asking us, he really wants to know about our thoughts on can you lose your salvation. And so we kind of get into this dialogue. And really, when I'm on a plane, I really don't want to talk to anyone else. I just kind of want to zone out and do my own thing. But here we are, so we're in it. And um, we kind of tell him our views and come to find out that he thinks, hey, yeah, you can lose it. He's like, I, I, yeah, I, 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 as I go through the Bible and I look at it, I think you can lose your salvation. So Rita and I, we just start kind of quizzing him and stuff and say, well, um, if you can lose it, how, how many? Like, how many, you know, what, what does it take to lose it? And he's like, well, well sin. If, you, if you're sinning, you lose it. Okay, how many, how many sins or how bad of a sin? And he kind of like, he's kind of shuffling around and stuff. And he's like, uh, one. He just comes down, he comes down to one. One sin. We're like, really? One, one sin? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. One, one sin and, and you know, you, you're, you're out. Okay. My wife, who I love, and she's a counselor, so she knows how to like needle in and, and trigger some things. She goes, well, we've been at the airport all day and um, I've seen some very attractive women walking through the airport. How you doing on that one sin? And his, he like turned ghost white on his, his face. Um, uh, as she kind of pegged him with that question, and we kind of laughed or whatever. But bottom line, he, 
he was shook because what he believed, he wasn't sure if he was saved or not. He was in a tricky situation to where he's like, man, I don't, through that conversation, he's like, I don't know. I don't know how, if I'm good. I don't want you leaving here today wondering. I want to give you some clarity. I want to give you some security. And I want to back it up, not with Mike Break Talk, but we're going to go through a lot of scripture today to kind of, kind of guide us through this. So if, if this would be a good day to take notes, all right, to, to maybe write down a few things because maybe you're not dealing with it now, but maybe later you're struggling with a sin, you're kind of dealing with this war, you're kind of questioning, might be helpful to bring some of these things up. First thing is, what is salvation anyway? What are, what are we even talking about? What does it even mean to be saved? And I'll kind of go through this uh, fast. But from Christianity, what does it mean to be saved? A quick definition could be salvation is God's plan for redemption. God's plan to redeem. All right? And as we're talking about salvation, it is all for God's glory. All right? Jesus is the star of the show. So as we're going through this thing, it's not all about me although it does involve me, but this whole redemptive story is about a relationship with God, and it's all about him. It starts with him. He's the one that's our only hope. Now, when we talk about Christianity here at Freedom Church and salvation, we say salvation is only coming from Jesus and Jesus alone. John 14, 6, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's pretty exclusive. He's saying everybody's offered a chance to come in a relationship with God, but only through a relationship with Jesus. And that's what we preach here. Why Jesus? Why is he the only way? Well, we, we know about his death. We know about his resurrection. We know about his miracles. We know what he taught. He said that, hey, I'm, I'm the one. All right? But it's not just some fairy tale. You had eyewitness accounts. In fact, we got four of them. Four eyewitness accounts from the first century in the, in the time when there were other eyewitness accounts who were all right there, people who could have verified these documents, and they're all claiming the same thing about Jesus. They're all telling the same story about him. So we, we know that Jesus was a historical person. This isn't just some fairy tale. These are real things that took place. And so... When we say we're banking in on Jesus, then there's a couple things that happen. Churchy word, conversion, all right? I'm going to try to whip through some of these things. Conversion. Uh, there's two parts to conversion usually that we'll talk about. One is faith, all right? You need, there's, a, there's a faith element to a relationship with God. When I'm giving my life to Christ, yes, there's a general knowledge of who, God, of who Jesus is, but that's not what we're talking about. In James chapter 2, verse 9, it's like even the demons believe, all right? But they're not saved. That's not genuine faith, all right? When I say faith is, in, is involved um, in a relationship with God, it's kind of like a personal trust. Are you trusting in Jesus today? Are you trusting that he is Lord and Savior, that he's the one, that he's the Messiah, he's the anointed one? It's a personal trust. That's faith. And then second is repentance, all right? That you are going to turn from your sin. Repent means turn. You're going to turn from your sin, and at the same time you're turning away from your sin, your way of living, your life, you're turning towards God and saying, hey, I'm going to live for him. So you got those two things, and I always think about it like a coin. 
you take a coin, you got heads and tails. And so in the, in the transaction of conversion, you're going to have two sides to the same coin, faith and repentance, faith and repentance. I trust that Jesus is who he says he is, that he's God, and I'm also turning from my way of life. And you'll see that in Scripture. And, the, and one of the spots you'll see it is in Acts chapter 20. This is Paul talking. He says, I've had one message for Jews and Greeks alike. The necessity of repenting, boom, just talked about that, from sin and turning to God and having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And you'll, so you'll see this echo throughout the, the New Testament. What is salvation? It's God's plan to redeem. How do I do that? Faith and repentance. Faith and repentance. Faith in Jesus Christ and turning from my way. Now, to address this question, I struggle with sin. Am I still saved? Can I lose my salvation? And, and the quick answer, no, I don't believe you can but I want to walk you through three things here as to why I believe that is true. First is all three members of the Trinity have a hand in your salvation. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they have a hand in this thing. Jesus says it like this. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. This is Jesus talking. He says, I give them eternal life. So I'm not doing it. Jesus says, I give it. They will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. That sounds pretty secure. That Jesus says, you're in my hand. No one, not even you yourself, can take them out of my hands once they're in there. For my Father has given to, to me. So now the Father's coming in, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. So he's got a hand in it too. You got Jesus, you got the Father, they're in there. He's saying it's secure. No one can snatch it from the Father. And then the Father and I are one. That's what got Jesus killed, by the way. <laughs> they didn't like that when he says, I'm God. All right, the Father and I are one. Now, Holy Spirit, he comes in in a different section of Scripture. That's where he kind of, in, in today's topic, we're going to bounce around to a lot of Scriptures here. Ephesians chapter 1 says, when you believed, conversion, you were marked with a, in him with a seal. Boom. The promised Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise and of his glory. So there you have all three playing in right here. You got, it's like a bank deposit, a seal. It is like, boom, it is stamped. You're in the Father's hand. You're in Jesus' hand. He's like, you're not, you can't break this, man. So you got all three members of the Trinity involved in your salvation. Second, I believe if you could lose your salvation, then you would have to replace everywhere you see eternal life in Scripture, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life, eternity. You would have to just X all those out and say temporary. Because it's, it's kind of not quite eternal. It could, it could change. 1 John 5.13 says, I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have, you have it already. You have eternal life. I want you to know. You don't see anywhere in Scripture where like, hey, you got a relationship with Jesus. You're going you're to have, you're going to spend eternity in heaven. 
Um, but maybe not. You know, if you, geez, I mean, you kind of, you have it, but no, no. It's very straightforward in how I want you to know. I am writing this so that you know that you know that you know that you have it. How many of you know um, what your birthday is? How many, of you, how many of you know? You know your birthday. You know when you, the day you were born. Blake, did you raise your hand? Okay, good, good, good. I'm just checking you're awake back there. That's how secure he wants you to know it. He does not want you to question this thing. I don't know if I'm going to know. You know. You know your birthday. You know if you have a driver's license or not. You know. I am writing this so that you know. Because we got things to do. I, God's got plans and purposes for your life. If you're questioning this, you're still at the starting blocks. I don't want you still in the starting blocks. We got places to go, next steps to take in this thing. Third thing, if you could lose it, it implies that you earned it. If you could do something to earn it, it implied that you or to lose it, it implies that you did something to earn it. Ephesians 2:8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift. You did nothing to earn it. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. I could go on and on, but those are three heavy ones in favor of saying, hey, if you're, if you're a true believer in Christ, you're good. You can't lose your salvation. Now, there's, we still struggle with sin, Right? Paul's still talking about this war that's going on, but I don't want you questioning whether or not you're saved. Now, there, is a few, there are a few verses. I'm going to read you one of the most popular ones that if you read it in Scripture, it might cause you to pause. It could cause you to be like, hmm, but Mike, have you thought about this one? I hear what you're saying, but what, what does this verse mean? One of the most popular ones, and I'll break it down for us, is in Hebrews chapter 6, all right, starting in verse 4. It says, it's impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened. Those who had experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who had tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come, who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back. You're thinking like, oh, apostasy, right? They had God, and then they turned away, saying it's impossible for them to come back to repentance by rejecting the Son of God. They themselves are nailing him down to the cross, once again, holding him up to public shame. Now, if I'm just reading that, that can kind of throw me for a loop, because I read through that on surface level, and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> if you, you tasted the goodness of God, and then you reject God, and it says it's impossible to bring him back, mm, it kind of looks like you could maybe lose it, right? As you break this down, all right? As you break this down, one of the most agreed-upon interpretations of this that makes sense is that this is a hypothetical. If you look at the context around, I'm going to show you one of the other contexts, too, that, that kind of closes this deal, that, he's, that this is basically a hypothetical, and I'm going to read this so I don't get it wrong, but basically the translation he's trying to bring up, the author in Hebrews is saying, if you could lose your salvation, if you could lose your salvation then Christ's death on the cross wasn't enough. If you, could, like, if you could lose it, 
then when he died on the cross, like that just wasn't enough. You're like having to have him come and die again on the cross. That's not happening. That wasn't even part of the plan, nor is it, was it ever. So he's basically in this section bringing up a hypothetical to just say it's not even possible. And when you keep reading in context, keep reading in context, in verse 17 of the same chapter, he says, God also bound himself with the oath so that those who received the promise could be, say this with me, those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are, say it with me, these two things are unchangeable. It doesn't sound like he wants any confusion here. I think he wants total clarity here. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to guess. It's unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Come on, somebody. All right? I don't want you leaving here wondering, am I good with God? You don't have to question that. I realize we struggle with sin. We're going to talk about that in a second. We have this war that rages in with us. But you, if you have truly given your life to Christ, you don't have to wonder. That's already been settled. Now, there may be consequences, earthly or eternal, for our decisions and our making, but that's not one of them. That's not one of them. And he is trying to nail it down. If, if in Scripture, if salvation is in anything other than Jesus, like if it's on you or if it's on something else, if there's a way that you can lose it, then yeah, you're in big trouble. You ought to worry. But Scripture screams over and over and over and over again, your salvation is in nothing else but Jesus. So you don't have to, you don't have to worry. He doesn't make it hard. He doesn't make it complicated. It's like there's one man and one man alone. His name is Jesus. Now, Satan, our spiritual enemy, loves confusion. He loves confusion. He hates a message of clarity like this to where it is so clear as to what God wants. Jesus said it like this, the thief. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that may have life and have it in abundance, the Zoe life. Zoe is abundance in Greek. And if he can't get you to lose your salvation, which he can't, he's already been defeated. You already have victory, all right? He's going to get you to confuse it. He wants you so bound up in your distractions of life. He wants you so bound up in your discouragements in life and in your doubts in life that he wants you paralyzed and chained with all your baggage. He wants the division. So when you have that angry outburst, you're wondering, like, am I, am I, really, am I really saved? <laughs> I mean, the way I just acted. When I have that angry outburst, should I even be up here? I mean, if, if you knew me, 
If you knew my list of wrongs, if you knew the sin that I struggled with, would I, I mean, I wouldn't want me up here. Would, I mean, and he wants you bound up in your mind on the things that you struggle with. One, to question your salvation, but hopefully we've answered that. If you're a believer, God's been on me on this message all week long to say, Mike, the, what, what you're dealing with, you're not questioning your salvation. You're like, hey, I'm good. I'm good. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm struggling. You're questioning your purpose in life. You're refusing to take a next step and believe that God actually wants good things for you, that he has people lined up that he wants you to, to help and serve. He, he wants me stuck in my brain so I refuse to come up here on this stage. Satan wants confusion. Jesus wants clarity so you can walk forward in your purpose. I think Christians are, are we struggle with, am I enough? Am I worthy? Am I valued? Could God really use me? Does he want to? I mean, I know me. I know my thoughts. I know what I think and say. Surely anybody else but me, they're way better. Yeah, he wants you questioning all those things rather than taking a step forward in faith. You have those habits, those lusts, those addictions that have, they, they haunt you. They, they like torment you and laugh at you. And they've been there for years and you're thinking, man, I ought to be over this by now. How is it that I was doing good? I took three steps forward and now two steps back. I'm a Christian. I should, like, I'm on God's team. Shouldn't I be better now? Last time I checked, three steps forward and two steps back is still progress. I want a church. I want a church family where it is. I I don't want you to sin. I don't want you to take steps back, but we're not going to cast you out. If you're still not, if you're getting back up after you've fallen down and we're going to get back up again and we're going to be here with you and hold in your hand and say, hey, we're going to take a next step and we're going to take a next step. You can get it. Don't give up. Don't give up. We're going to keep making progress in this. We're going to unite and rally around this thing. And some of these things, some of these things are temptations that they're going to be there for the rest of our lives. I'm always probably going to struggle with busyness. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to load up my schedule, I'm going to load up my schedule, and then I'm probably going to burn out unless I start overcoming the temptation to feel like i got to people please and do all of these things and I can't say no. You have your issues too. You have your things that are tempting you. They might be there for the rest of your life. It doesn't make you less spiritual or less of a Christian. And sometimes we will screw it up, but God's right there by your side. And I want a church family that supports one another as we're going through these things. Because I also know Romans 8, chapter 1, or chapter 8, verse 1. For now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that we keep on sinning. Oh, yeah, well, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I got my my fire insurance card and get out of hell free card, you know, so I'll just go live however the hell I want. No, we don't cheapen God's grace. But I also know I'm not going to live in shame and guilt. My father is there holding my hand, moving me forward. No one can separate us from the love of God. We have an anchor 
an anchor that is strong and trustworthy. When you get into heaven, you're standing there. And it's that moment, that moment that you have with God where it's like, why should you make it into heaven? I don't know exactly what will happen in this moment, so this is hypothetical. Hang with me. But why should you get in, Mike? As I've thought about this over and over and over again, there's no reason for me to go in. Why should you make it into heaven, Mike? Nothing. I got nothing. And in that moment, I'm going to look at Jesus and say, I'm, I'm, I'm banking everything on him because I got nothing. I got no reason, but I'm trusting that he's the one, that when I put my faith in him and I, and I believe that he died on the cross for my sins, he's my Lord and my Savior, that's the only reason I'm getting in and I'm banking everything on him. And scripture says that's the one. He's the Messiah. He's the one. I'm not banking in on me. What is salvation? It's nothing and it's everything. I got nothing to bring to it. And Jesus, he's got everything. For some of you, you might still be here questioning. I get it. You might be questioning, am I really saved? Like, I, I, know, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know about me. The question you need to ask yourself is, were you ever really, truly saved in the first place? Because you can go to church your whole life. You can know all the scriptures, memorize the verses, say all the right things. You can tithe and give money. You can give, you can serve other people. And I haven't seen anywhere in scripture where it says that gets you in. And you might be banking on, I'm a good person, or I've been doing these things, or my parents grew up in the church or whatever, and it's like, nah, 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 nah. Were you ever truly saved? Did you ever put your full trust in Jesus Christ, in him alone? Did you ever fully say, you know what, I'm not going to live my way anymore? That would be the question that I would be asking myself, because Jesus says this. He says, my sheep listen to my voice I know them, and they follow me. And some of you right now, you're hearing that voice for the first time, not of condemnation, but of love. He's saying, hey, I want a relationship with you. Assurance, security is not based on what has happened, but what is happening. So when I question, and sometimes and I'll question, I'm like, am I saved? Am I really saved? Yes, I'm saved. But I'll say, what's, my, what's presently happening? Do I have a present trust in Jesus Christ right now today? Do you have that? Are you presently trusting? I don't care what you did last night or what you thought or what you said on the way to church. We might have screwed it all up. But right now, are you personally trusting in Jesus Christ? That's a good start. Where am I right now today? I'm saying yes to him today. And second is this confession. If you really want to nail it down today, Scripture says this in Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is believing in your heart that you are made right with God. 
and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And for some of you today, if you're in the room, there's never been a better day than today, right now, to nail that one down. And for the Christians in the room who are like, hey, I know I'm saved, but I am struggling with living out my faith and living out my purpose in life, I want to I offer you that same thing, that, that your purpose is not works-based. You, you are, as I was preaching this message about salvation and saying you can't earn it, you can't earn your salvation. There's nothing you can do to, to earn it. It's a gift that you receive. But you are still living by works when you say, I can't do this because I said this, or I can't do this because I'm not enough. You are banking on works to say, that's the only way that God can use me is if I work the list. Your purpose is by grace as well. You were saved by grace, and then God's just like, I'm doing this, not based on how good you are. I've got this purpose for you because I've gifted it to you. Stop living by works. Live by grace through faith in Jesus, in Jesus alone. Can we pray? Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this one rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.